Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. How about this? 30-day money-back guarantee. Four months free. Watch your favorite shows abroad, whether you're traveling or you're at home and you want to watch something from overseas. Access this on all of your devices, phone, laptop, desktop, PC, tablet, doesn't matter. Three great tiers, a pass, a locker, a VPN, or all three. Block annoying pop-up ads, block malware, block online trackers. Keep your data safe, browse anonymously, browse securely with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Shield your data from snoops and criminals. You know I'm a snoop. I'm not a criminal, but I am a snoop. So unless you want me getting your scoops, get NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Secure all of your devices. Check it out. It's a great deal. How can you afford to miss this? You're going to end up saving money with NordVPN.com slash Fightful and having a better browsing experience. Welcome to another edition of Grap City Interviews. I'm Will Washington. You know me. You know Phil Lindsay's over here. You know Righteous Reg here. But, again, you're not here for us. You're here for our guest. She is a legendary name in the independent wrestling scene and in recent years has become a legendary voice in the scene. She mm -hmm. is the one and only Veda Scott. Hello. Hello, I'm so yeah. glad to finally have you here. <laughs> a name, Great. by the way, is all too familiar to me because, of course, I have a daughter named Veda, and you two have actually met. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's a true story. Um, back in Chicago in 2021 at Effie's Big Gay Brunch, uh, two Vedas hmm. that, that I know basically got to come face to face. And uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's funny because anytime your name has come up, that has been that little bit of validation she has where, you know, you, I'm sure you know the feeling of people telling you you might have a weird name, even though I'm fond of the name. Mm -hmm. all. After yeah. all, actually, it was my wife who picked it. But um, either way, <laughs> uh, that feeling, though, that she had of finally getting to meet not only another Veda, but somebody who spells it the exact same way. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, there's there's my girl Veda, but that was spelled V-A-D-A. V-A-D-A, yes. Yes. Mm. 
Aha. Uh-huh. But how are you how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> well, uh so of course I, I I put the question out there to the, the Twitterverse this morning as far as um what people want to hear from you. Yeah, and... I saw I saw you put the prompt out and then I deliberately didn't read it. So I was fresh. <laughs> yeah, I was... So we'll see. Nice. No, I, I I was like, she follows me, and so I was like, is she gonna see this? Yeah, um, but I, did, I, I like I intentionally her... didn't read it because I wanted to make sure like my answers were fresh. So mm-hmm. yes. I don't know. We'll see. Well, of course, you know, talking about you finding your voice in uh in commentary and you're kind of a voice that's been heard all over pretty much i don't think you really have a a true maybe this is a shot but you don't have an independent promotion if you don't have beta scott on your commentary (laughs) team at some point Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, so what's it been like finding your voice in commentary these last few years yeah well so like quite literally finding like what voice i'm going to use as a broadcaster as you all know is a big thing like we don't necessarily always sound the exact same depending what situations we're in both both in like real life socially and also at at work as a broadcaster um so for me i've i've tried to pull a lot and this is like talking about the mechanics of it, but I've tried to pull a lot, of course, from sports announcing, from sports broadcasters, from sideline reporters, that sort of thing, but also from wrestling commentators, but always kind of like trying to maintain the balance of not having too much of that. Um, so I still have my own unique voice because there is a lot of, um, there's just, there's a lot of uniformity, particularly in professional wrestling, particularly in play-by-play announcing, um, that that mimics a lot of sports broadcasting, which also has a lot of uniformity to it. Um, and that's a good thing and a bad thing, in my opinion. Um, obviously, there's, there's a, a sound and also a look that is desired and, you know, is sort of like what, what is wanted a lot of the time. And I think we're breaking free of a lot of that, but there is always still going to be like, this is what a professional wrestling announcer sounds like. And I don't always sound like that. So I have tried to on like for, for professional reasons, um, take in some aspects of, of people and uh, both in wrestling and not and broadcasters who I think might be beneficial for me to include aspects of what they do. Just from things in terms of vocal inflection to just like how, how they carry themselves, but also like Mm -hmm. maintain me because I, I like me and right. and I, I don't I don't want to succeed by completely just like putting on someone else's persona, I guess. Um, so I'm trying to figure out the balance between that of of like looking at what I need to do professionally, but also like maintaining enough of my personality. And that, that's kind of been the journey that I'm still on every single time I sit behind a microphone. Um, especially now that I, I used to predominantly do what would be designated as color commentary, com- color commentary in professional wrestling. If you're talking about a traditional like two person team. Um, but as time has gone on, uh, particularly as I start to do more and more commentary and learn a lot more mechanical aspects of things and production aspects of things, I've started to lead more and more teams and also be shifted kind of over to the play-by-play side of things a lot more often. Um, and I also do a, a lot of solo commentary where I'm, I'm kind of just doing everything. That designation isn't as strict on the independent level, but it definitely is uh, on TV. And um, for me, trying to figure out how I 
how I am as a play-by-play announcer versus how I am as a color commentator versus how I marry those two together. That's been really interesting. I love doing play-by-play. It's actually my preference. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's been really cool to get put in that position more and more now. Earlier, it was always like, oh, you're a wrestler, you'll do color. But I actually prefer the like the play-by-play designation. And right. as I've done more and more broadcast, more and more wrestling announcing, I'm able to kind of like get myself in that position a little bit more. So that's been cool too. Uh, what do you think of that transition um, as far as going from uh, color to play-by-play? So for me, I've kind of always married, tried to marry like both aspects. Like I would find myself doing color and end up like, starting to shift into play-by-play anyway because that's just like Mm -hmm. how my brain works um and i again just trying to find balance where again on on the independence there's a lot more like there's a little bit more casualness around the designations between these positions um especially in a in a two-person or three-person booth um usually there's like someone who is like pretty strictly designated as play-by-play and then maybe like it's kind of like waving around otherwise whereas on television there's usually a much stricter designation for production reasons and just because that's that's how it is um so i've kind of like tried to get good at um sort of transitioning between those roles as i go from place to place because like Mm -hmm. you said i work for a lot of different promotions like a lot of different promotions they all have different feelings um they all have different vibes they all have different presentations and i need to be able to maintain me but also adapt to those situations as well and sort of slide in as seamlessly as possible to elevate the broadcast instead of like drawing attention to myself and bringing it down mm-hmm. that's important i think definitely speaking of transitions how was it you know you came from being a professional wrestler how was it making the transition from being a wrestler into being a commentator and trying and like you said kind of taking yourself out of it not making it like I would have did this in this moment and I would do this and like, you know, taking yourself out of being the pro wrestler, just being the commentary commentator or play by play person that adds to the match instead of trying to make it by about yourself. Right. So that's been really interesting, too, because I when I first started doing commentary, I did a lot of commentary for Shimmer, uh, Mm -hmm. which is the women's pro wrestling promotion. Um, A lot of that was because we were at the time, a lot of the production was done in post in terms of Mm -hmm. announcing and, and commentary. We'd film the matches and then we would do all the commentary later after the editing was done. So in that situation, I was able to kind of just sort of try to wiggle into I want I knew I wanted to do more announcing in general. Right. Um, same within Ring of Honor, where I would like kind of just try to um, get myself to the commentary table as much as mm-hmm. I could just to get experience to work with Kevin Kelly, to work with whoever was there at the time. Um same thing with Shimmer and Dave Prezak and also on the independence, just asking, maybe can I do a little bit more commentary work, trying to put out tons of promos and interviews and things to show that like, I want to, I want to talk about yeah. pro wrestling. And so that transition from wrestler to commentator to for a while, it was, I would do the commentary for wrestling promotions where I wrestled. So right. like, the Veda special, we always called it. I'd wrestle the opening match and then I'd go to commentary and I'd call the rest of the show, which is always fun. And I still like doing that. It's become harder in recent months, especially because I tend to um, either lead the broadcast or be a little bit more uh, involved in the actual broadcast. So I can't like switch back and forth as much. But mm. as I was saying, so like for Shimmer, for example, I was doing color commentary on shows that I had wrestled on uh, or calling matches for people that I routinely 
wrestle. So that was a lot more personalized. Whereas now I'm very regularly doing broadcasts for promotions where I've never wrestled and I never will, or against, you know, calling matches for people that I'm never going to be in a ring with. So there's not that personal aspect anymore. And that's kind of been, that's been really fun to kind of like transition into full on, like broadcaster Veda, not ex wrestler, but like less part-time wrestler Mm -hmm. as opposed to like having a personal stake in what's going on. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the uh, ways that a lot of people um, around the world kind of became familiar with you as a commentator was via AEW's women's tournament, um, yeah. which ended up concluding on an episode of Dynamite. So you got to even uh, commentate on national TV at that point. Uh, what was that experience like, especially being around um, commentary legends? There's Tony Schiavone there. There's um, you got to work with Taz, uh, Jim Ross, all of those guys. How was that? Oh my gosh. So sometimes I feel like, oh, should I still be talking about this like two years later, like, or two and a half years later, or whatever? Like, it was a while ago. But like, yes, because it truly was like to this day, it's still the best uh, experience of my announcing career. It changed everything for me. Yeah, um, talk about it. It, it, it truly did. Me? Like, it, it, <laughs> it changed everything. It was like an absolute, like, a life changer and a career changer for me. Um, obviously, it, it happened during. COVID. So this was during those Jacksonville tapings where there, I'm pretty sure there wasn't any fans at all. It was just the wrestlers around the ring, or maybe it was right towards the end where they were going to start letting in like a select group of people. So in general, these were closed tapings. And um, I essentially during the pandemic, I, I didn't take any wrestling bookings. I kind of thought that I was just on a long break. There were much more important things going on. And I didn't know, like, am I ever going to wrestle again or what? Like, we all were kind of in that place. And there were some, like, bookings happening, and I wasn't taking them, so I didn't know what was going to go on. And long story short, I got contacted about AEW, um, which was kind of surprising to me because, again, I thought, like, okay, you're just going to not be doing this for as long as the world is in chaos. And not that the world is not still in chaos. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it, it kind of, like there was a process involved and talking to lots of people and like kind of getting vetted uh, for, for this position. And then it kind of like was established that maybe I would do commentary for this women's championship or women's tag tournament. Uh, The, the whole thing was set up as like a way to bring in some more. This was, again, this was the early days of like dark having independent wrestlers on it and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So it was like this idea to bring in some like, women of independent wrestling and pair them up. A lot of them were paired up with AEW people and they would just kind of like launch a bunch of new people, but also just be something different. And, uh, and I don't know, like if there was always the plan to have bring someone in to do commentary or if that like became the plan, I don't know. Anyway, they asked me to do it and I was really lucky. So um, that was a very long explanation to get to, the fact that it was like just it was incredible the, the whole time I got to do I was there for um, I was brought in to do the first it was a, it was like a at the time it was like three two days of tapings I want to say they used to do like two weeks on two weeks or a week on a week off I think mm-hmm. um, so I came and we did you know the first couple rounds of stuff and uh, and it was you know it was great it was so cool to be calling matches for people like Nicole Savoy, like Big Swole, like Mm -hmm. Rachel Ellering was there, like people who that I had known and been friends with for years and now seeing them on this like 
huge, huge stage and, and getting to be even like a little part of that, that was that was the coolest thing. Like to see these people who had been, you know, grinding for so long, get these huge opportunities and get out. That was so cool. But anyway, um, so I did the the tournament. Uh, I ended up doing it with Tony Schiavone. There was like a kind of a shifting of, of voices at that period of time. Uh, I did it with Tony Schiavone and I actually had um, never met Tony Schiavone uh, until that day. And I didn't know that I was doing the tournament with him and he didn't know it either until like very shortly before. So we had like no rapport going into it. Mm -hmm. And that's how much of a fucking rock star professional Tony Schiavone is. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't sit in the, cause like people always say like, Oh, you know, you have great chemistry with Tony. Like, Oh, it's so great. Like I had never met this man beforehand. That's how professional he is. And like, that's how good he is at his job. And I had also never, I had done, you know, announcing for ring of honor, but the level of production was a lot different at the time. Um, Cause that was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is like my biggest gig ever. And I don't, I like, I know what I'm doing maybe, but I've <laughs> never done it for AEW. I've never worked like on quote unquote TV. Yes, it was dark, but it's the same setup. It's the same production. And I'm like, just don't fuck this up. Like, just mm-hmm. like, don't be so bad that they fire you like during the broadcast. <laughs> I have, I have Tony Khan on my headset and I'm like, just ready to hear that. Like, we're going to wrap this up now. Mm. And again, that is just like, that is just a testament to how good Tony Schiavone is right. at everything. Is that like, he was able to steer this ship with someone who was like completely new to him as a, as a person, let alone a broadcaster. And, and I, and it went really well. And then, um, I, got asked to come back the next tapings, which I wasn't sure that I was going to do. Um, T- Tony Khan asked me to come back the next time. And I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. I will do literally whatever. So I came back and I got to film the, um, the semifinals. And then again, the finals, like you said, were on an episode of dynamite, which was taped. And I, I don't know why but it didn't like compute with me that like i would also call the finals on dynamite like i was unaware of this fact until it was like they had to start getting me ready to do tv like real tv like sit next to jim ross on tv tv Mm -hmm. and like i didn't i don't know i didn't get it like and then it was like oh this is not real. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that apparently I have passed away before I get to be on television. And this is some sort of like coma dream. But yeah, so I got to do that. I got to, you know, talk to Jim Ross, who was, was amazing. And just- this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Is like has such a presence. And of course, work with with Taz a bit. And then I wrapped it up. I was like, okay, it went well. Everyone said it was great. It was awesome. I was super pumped. And I was like ready for it to air. It started airing all this great feedback. And then I got another email saying, hey, can you come back to Jacksonville again? And like, I thought I was done, done. Because I did the job I had to do. And they actually had me come back to Jacksonville and film two more weeks of dark tapings. And that's where I got to work with Excalibur and Taz together for the first time. And like that was a total bonus to me. That was completely unexpected. And um, yeah, I, I love uh, Excalibur. Just I've told him this too. Just sitting next to him is just like such an education in commentary. The same with Tony Schiavone and the same with Taz, who does a very different thing than they do, but like does it so well. Mm-hmm. And just like all of them were so helpful and giving me like little tips here and there. And I don't know, like I, I have nothing negative to say. The only negative thing is that like I, I want to do it again. I want to do more. <laughs> like I love I I had such a great experience. Obviously things are a little different now that they're not um you know down in Jacksonville. They're they're touring again and but I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I would love to I, walk right up to Tony Khan and say, excuse me, I think I could do really good work for you. And uh, like, please. But uh, with that not being possible, I guess my only like recourse is to just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. And, and hopefully, like yep. someone notices. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are noticing because we see all the time uh, whenever commentary is brought up. Hell, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh I'm not sure when this is going to run, so the results might already be out there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> as far as Fightful's Commentator of the Year awards, you are nominated. Yes, um, and which so, is huge. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you are, you've become a favorite amongst uh, fans everywhere. It seems like whenever you're doing commentary, people um, are happy with what they're hearing. Or when you're not doing commentary, people are like, hey, why is Beta Scott not on this show? Which is um, like crazy. That's so crazy, <laughs> but I appreciate it always. Uh, and again, it's because 
even when I put the question out there, people were talking about they want to hear more of the because you know the Taz and Excalibur duo is already one that people are very very fond of uh it's always compared to almost like a podcast in a way because the two of them are just uh kind of nuts when they they do their dark commentary but then um people were really fond of you kind of sliding in between the two and all of a sudden it became uh a very different trio than we were used to yeah, they're both just so much personality and so much fun. Taz, I've I've known Taz. I used to do. Uh, Taz had a radio show uh, mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. and he had like a, a independent wrestling spotlight. And somehow through Ring of Honor, because it was years ago, I was still with Ring of Honor. I started coming on his radio show, like a radio show, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and and talking about what was going on, like with Ring of Honor and independent wrestling. Uh, but we hadn't like really met or anything. We just sort of had that little dynamic, and and he is just like man for it, it's crazy when you think about someone like taz for as long as he's been an, an announcer i don't know if he's been an announcer longer than he was an active wrestler but it's got to be getting on close like he's been it's been this is what yeah. it was two, 2000 yeah. so it's been 22 yeah. years of but, him as but a commentator. think about this so he's been a commentator for like two decades right mm-hmm. and he has still has every bit of legitimacy as a yeah. wrestler and totally. as a fighter when he talks about like how like the the leverage on a suplex or when he talks about different holds like you believe him 100 and the only person that i could think of maybe with that same level of legitimacy is when samoa joe was doing some commentary but mm, that's even yeah. different because he was a lot closer to his wrestling career and for mm. taz to have that like fun personality on commentary but also maintain that legitimacy as a fighter like that's incredible to me uh, that, that balancing that line and not losing that credibility is is so impressive i think and it's why he is so good right i put i put regal in there too when he does mm, commentary. yeah yeah same type of thing so yeah i want to talk, talk a little bit about the wrestling aspect of your career because you've had some matches this year you've been mm-hmm. doing you've never never have stopped being a, an active wrestler how do you balance still training to be a wrestler still trying to get yourself in that mode while also doing the commentary thing well i will say since i started really focusing on i, I feel like i'm never gonna like retire as a wrestler because that first of all that just seems like no one retires no one retires no one's done till they're in the ground it's not exactly well, and, like, there's no like there's no retirement package available for me right. like it's not <laughs> whatever like if i want to wrestle i'm gonna wrestle or not yeah. mm-hmm. but because i can now like i when i started to do commentary more and more and now i'm lucky enough to say that i i am able to do it i would be able to do commentary full-time if i chose not to wrestle at all like i wouldn't have right. to take wrestling bookings and that has given me, I think, a lot of freedom with my wrestling because I can, you know, have the matches I want to have when I want to have them. Or mm-hmm. I can kind of like focus on wrestling people I want to wrestle or wrestling places I want to wrestle and not have that mentality of I need to have, you know, three or four bookings a week. I need to be here. I need to be here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. It, I didn't make it like I didn't get signed and I didn't wrestle. I, you know, like I have all these like checklists that I have now been able to kind of push aside a little bit. And that's really liberating um, to kind of not like, Oh, I don't just wrestle for fun. Like I don't take it seriously, but like there's only so seriously you can take pro wrestling because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And being able to kind of step back and have more fun with what I'm doing 
in the ring, I think has been really healthy for me too, mentally. Um, and that's been nice. And now I, I have put a lot of my focus on announcing and because I, I, in the end, I feel like I am like, that is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like I've yeah. been a professional wrestling fan my whole life. I've always wanted to work in pro wrestling. Uh, originally I wanted to be more involved in the behind the scenes production aspect of things. You know, I, I come from a background in television, um, and that's that's where I wanted to go. And the, the whole in-ring thing, like, sort of just snowballed. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't ever love it, because of course I loved it. It took me all over the world. But I feel like when I'm behind a microphone, like, okay, this is this is what's the most right for me. Awesome. Yeah. So what is the dream job at the moment? Like, what is, if somebody offered you a position anywhere to do anything, what would all the contracts are on the table from all the companies, which one's getting the Siggy? Um, so I, like I said, I really, really love what AEW does and all the relationships they have with multiple promotions. I'm super excited to see what develops for ring of honor. Um, as, as you all know, I got my start in ring of honor. I was originally trained at the ring of honor school, which was like sort of tangentially associated with the promotion. Like when I started training Mm -hmm. there, I had no aspirations of working for ring of honor because they didn't like, they didn't really have, like women wrestling at the time and also like yeah it, it wasn't like a direct thing so i was doing ring crew and like i was around it i watched it you know transition on to, to from hd net to then sinclair and i i when i left ring of honor which was i think someone told me it was five or six years six years ago mm-hmm. like a couple like in december um when i left like yes it was a while ago but I left because I wanted the opportunity to to grow and, and do more things and travel. You know, at the time, ROH didn't have the direct connection to, like, let's say, stardom. They had some New Japan relationships, but it wasn't the same thing. They weren't doing long, like, European tours. And that's what I wanted to do. So when I left, it was, you know, I, I chose not to stay because I wanted the freedom to go to Japan for a bunch of months, to live in Germany for a bunch of months, to go to England, to travel. And now that I have done all that, I feel like looking at where Ring of Honor is at now, potentially, like the potential that ROH has, especially under the AEW umbrella, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I hope it continues to thrive. And I wouldn't hate finding myself back there someday. And I, I think for a while I wasn't ever, I would not have said that not out of like anything negative, but just out of like, this is, I did this, Do you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure y'all can relate to this. Like sometimes you mm-hmm. like you, you complete a task and you're like, okay, I've, this level's done. I'm moving on to my next thing. But I feel that ring of honor now is so different than it was. And like, I'm so different than I was that I don't know. I I'm excited to see what they do, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I would really, honestly, at this point, my my overall goal is I want to do professional wrestling announcing specifically uh, as, you know, a full-time career with some, like, upward mobility in it. And uh, I would love to have consistency and be able to tell stories for, like, the same roster of people, uh, you know, week after week. I think that's a really cool thing as an announcer to get to do. Like I I have a bunch of independent promotions I work for every single month and it's the same roster every month, but I would love to be able to like craft the stories of people on a regular basis and kind of grow, sort of grow, grow what they're doing too. Well, yeah, because you have um, kind of a unique perspective to offer in that regard 
kind of to every promotion, right? Because you've shared the ring with uh, names that are are stars everywhere. You've shared the ring with Sasha Banks. You've shared the ring with Io Shirai. You've shared a ring with Candice LeRae. These are names that um, we see on TV on a regular basis that I think as a commentator, you have kind of a unique, perspe- a unique perspective because women's wrestling hasn't really had that in the same way where you know, guys like Jerry Lawler have been able to offer that their whole careers. Guys like when JBL was on commentary, he was mm-hmm. able to offer that for the modern stars. He was able to be there for John Cena and guys like that to say, hey, this is somebody I've shared a ring with. This is something I know. Women's wrestling hasn't necessarily had that. And I feel that you do have that unique perspective to add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was <laughs> <laughs> No, no. And it makes sense because I just... Again, I've um, I've seen a lot of evolution in professional wrestling. I genuinely believe that pro wrestling right now is the best it's ever been mm-hmm. in terms of um, not just like the actual like in ring wrestling part, but in terms of accessibility for yeah. for everyone. Not just not just like oh the fans sitting at home. I'm talking about for wrestlers. Like we can right stream literally anything at any time. We can watch like the, if I wrestle a match. Like it has the potential to be seen by so many more people. It can go on YouTube. It can be streamed. And then just in terms of just progress in representation, uh, in equity, I think we have a lot of work to do yes. uh, in general. Um, and still like, pro no, wrestling. There's no denying that. <laughs> yes. It's still like a, a carnival business mm-hmm. that's you know based on lying to people. Yeah, and that's always going to be a factor. Right. But I think that the we are seeing more and more um, people who are we are seeing more and more marginalized people transitioning into positions of power or at least starting like maybe starting their own promotions starting to be more vocal and i I think that's really important and i think that we're at a position now where that's the best it's ever been even though it's not still not great so i don't know like i feel like professional wrestling is getting better and better all the time and uh it's a really exciting like it a lot of it really sucked like when i started wrestling which was a decade ago like a lot of stuff really sucked and um there's a lot of people who 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 didn't stick around for very good reasons and i just sometimes think like where would they be today if if they had you know had better experiences and so that that's a big thing too i think for me is to try to like like just kind of keep the good try to make sure people have you know good experiences from the the performance side from the fan side and all over. And I, I think that that's something that we're kind of all actively working towards now is kind of like the, the boundaries are all blurred. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. It is. It really is. Speaking of great pro wrestlers, you call the matches of a great pro wrestler. That's also your husband. Congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Oh, yes, thank congrats you. on that. Congrats on, on your nuptials and everything. But let's talk about it. This guy has been having the most insane year that in like I'm, it's like him and Osprey for me. It's like one of these yeah. guys are the guys, and they How wrestled is, each other this year. Too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you see there. How has it been being able to travel with Mike, being able to call his matches, and kind of be a part of his journey too? You guys have blogs and things together, and you yeah. guys stream. How has everything been? And oh, tell God. him he's the best. Also, tell just Mike, ma- make sure he knows that he's the guy. The best. You know he's you're sitting, the guy. Speedball. He's sitting Come behind on. me. He's, he's on, back speedball. here somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. So. 
Uh, you know, uh, Mike and I have, have been together for a long time, as mm. most people know. And, you know, for a, a good portion of that time, uh, we, we couldn't live in the same country. Um, right. Like our relationship was what you would call long distance for a very long time. I mean, during COVID, I couldn't enter Canada for 10 months. We just didn't see each other for 10 sure. months. Um, oh, and Damn. part of, so like the, the time when I talked about like how I wanted to travel more, it happened to coincide with, uh, you know, Mike and I starting to, to travel together more as well. And so we've had a period of time where we were able to like go to Europe for a few months and just live there and train and wrestle and travel. And that was great. But it was still like there there's levels to it. And I like he needed to be on a higher level. Like he needed to just be more recognized and have bigger opportunities. And like so we were kind of just waiting for that. And now signing with Impact has been incredible. Uh, now, you know, Mike predominantly lives here in the States with me. We're able to get married. But the main thing is like we love you've seen from our vlogs and things like we love traveling together. I love calling his matches um, and they have had some really, really good ones this year. And I've been lucky enough to call a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just getting to like just getting to travel together has been something that we talked about for years you know mm -hmm. like what would it be how what would we do if we were able to just like travel around the united states together like we've spent you know months living in some guy's spare bedroom or like we lived in a bunk bed in germany for wxw for a while like we've 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 done it like we've <laughs> the life had, of wrestlers. yeah <laughs> but like what would it be like if we could like have a lot more freedom with our schedules and sort of like we we try to as much as possible you know organize our travel so we can work together and travel together and it's been really great because we don't know that we'll always be able to do that like there's a real possibility that you know over time maybe our schedules aren't going to mesh as much maybe we'll have opportunities that take us like away from each other on certain days because so mike can't be an impact forever let's like talk about it but he but so like get that big contract big contract big contract <laughs> the nicest thing i think for impact is uh people kind of smirting up to the fact that like oh it's actually really good yeah like there was and and i think and i i mean i'm a little biased on this but i think speedball has been a, a huge factor in that because Fact. he has had these matches that are getting a lot of buzz and impact has been you know, putting them on YouTube and more and more people are seeing them. And because he, he travels so much, you know, they're everywhere outside of the, the impact tapings as well. I think that it's drawing a lot of people to kind of reconsider impact. Same thing for like Masha and Giselle and Jordan totally. and like the eyes they've brought on the knockouts division by being people. who So like, if you look at someone like Masha, who is incredible, Masha is very much like Speedball in that they have their Impact stuff that they do, and it's great, but then they also do a lot outside of Impact, and I think people are like, well, you know, you're really great in GCW, it's too bad, blah, 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 Impact, and it's like, no, 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 you should, you should check out Impact, and they're like, oh, wait, hold on, I didn't know, this is also awesome, right. and, I, and I think that that's sort of like leaning into the idea that like, leaning into like the in-ring work has been really beneficial, I think, to Impact too, which I, I don't know. I, they have a really great crew too. They do. You know, it's yeah. funny because anytime that conversation comes up of like, oh, I didn't know Impact, it, it usually is something involving Mike, and mm -hmm. I always love yeah. that. Like you just think a couple of weeks ago, he had the match with Josh Alexander, went mm -hmm. an hour long. That was 
pretty much the conversation you would see of people going, oh, Impact's got it yeah. like that. And people are calling that one of the match of the year contenders. Uh, and I think that's just a testament to, one, the crew that's very underrated there that they have, and then, two, what Mike Bailey is bringing to the table. Yeah, I mean, that match with Josh, too, was unadvertised. It, right. it was a yeah. you know an impromptu hour, and it managed to kind of stay you know under the radar until it aired to the point where like people were watching because you know I'm always checking the hashtags for everything while I'm calling a show I I am checking the social media always because I want to know what people <laughs> think but like for this one I didn't call that match obviously you know Matt and Tom did an amazing job but I uh, was checking that the hashtag for impact as people were watching and they like there were lots of people who were viewing who didn't realize this match was going to happen. Right. And were like starting to watch and like, oh, wait, this is going a little long. And then they started to catch on that it was going to go an hour and it was incredible. And it's like, if that doesn't convince you that you can't miss an episode of this show, I don't know what does. That like, oops, we might spring an all time classic on you by surprise. <laughs> right. Good space to exist in pro wrestling. We're just we're so lucky in this day and age. Like you were saying, we got all the streaming things. Like if you can't find some pro wrestling that you like, you just don't like pro wrestling. At this, this is point. what I'm saying. <laughs> and why spend so much time on what you don't like? Right. Like, For sure. And, mm -hmm. it, and, and I think it's also like it's okay and it's healthy to kind of like look at professional wrestling and be like hey i don't like this anymore yeah for whatever true. reason like mm -hmm. maybe it's behind the scenes things maybe it just doesn't appeal to you and you liked it better in like the 80s or the 90s but it's like okay to say hey i don't really like this anymore and i'm not gonna watch it or talk about it or think about it and like that's fine like i don't i don't know why more people who are not being i'm talking about people who are like are not being paid to think right. about wrestling yeah. like it's one thing if you know this is this is your job and you know you're not happy with the the products in front of you like that's that's one thing but it, like if you're watching pro wrestling for fun and it's not fun then that's okay like think about how many like shows you've started watching and you watch the first two seasons you were all into it and then like you kind of forgot about it and then like you find out that it ended six seasons later and you don't know anything about it like it's fine <laughs> you lived like yep. it didn't destroy your life. So Damn, I don't know. You just described me with how to get away with murder, and I feel really sad. <laughs> <about> <laughs> me too. Same thing with the same show. I was all about it. I loved Viola Davis. I was so ready to go, and like it just kind of didn't. It fell off. Nothing personal against the show. Mm -hmm. It's not a personal like attack on the actors, but it's okay. I can just not watch it, and it doesn't occupy any space in my brain. And right. I, I wish that I don't know why people feel the need to like hate watch so much pro wrestling it just feels like a real bummer guys mm -hmm. don't yeah. don't do it <laughs> yeah that that's going to be a headline coming from this interview <laughs> this guy comes for the hay viewers uh, right. <laughs> but, like maybe there's other pro wrestling that you like maybe you should get like a stardom world subscription seriously or 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 yeah. there is a chance that you just don't like pro wrestling and that's fine too pro wrestling is weird and like you don't so have weird. to like it so but the, I, the cool thing is too and I say this all the time because I'm a big advocate for everything you've said here as far as, uh, look, just like watch what you like and then like don't down on people who like what you don't like because right. it, it may not be for you. You The thing is, you're, you're not, uh, wrestling is not for everybody, but the thing is there's so much of it out mm -hmm. there. And the cool thing yeah. is, in this day and age, folks, if the wrestling you even like occurred in the 80s and 90s, that's available too at your yep. fingertips. Like there's so many ways to now get your hands on yeah. uh, even older pro wrestling. There's 
honestly, if if you do, if you ever had any enjoyment in pro wrestling, there's ways to still get the enjoyment that you want if you're still Absolutely. looking for that fix. And if not, then yeah, just walk away from it. It's like if if professional wrestling and not enjoying professional wrestling is like causing you, like, I I sometimes see people who just like they're in turmoil. Yeah. over this and it's not it's 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 upset but it's 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 i'm not like mocking them i'm i'm concerned because i'm it's, it's it is okay. concerning it's, it's okay concerning. like you can just mm-hmm. i i feel bad that someone is spending so much time being unhappy about this thing that i love right but yeah. understand mm-hmm. that not everybody loves it like i don't um i don't like football uh like american football i don't I'm from Philadelphia, but I'm not necessarily an Eagles fan or an anything fan. I don't watch it. I don't, it's not a thing in my life and I don't think about it, but, and when I watch a football game, I honestly, I'm kind of bored, but I don't tune in, you know, every, to every game to like be bored. Right. Yeah. Because what, what, I have what other things that I need to do. It's me with football. Like I used to watch football religiously and I, at one point was just like, I just don't enjoy this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to watch anymore. Yeah. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And you're fine. You, yeah, you I'm fine. Okay. There's plenty of you, other things for me to watch. You find other interests, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I just I get I get bummed out when I see people like having, and it, I know it's hard because if you if you were a huge pro wrestling fan and you had a big emotional connection to certain wrestlers or certain promotions, and you find out that it's not what you like anymore, like yeah, that can be hard. I think to deal with, but also it might be a sign that maybe you you've changed personally and, and that's okay. Sure. Like that's, that, good. that's okay too. Gross is okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I think about this a lot where I see just people, you know, on, on Twitter who just seem so unhappy with what they're watching. And it's not like, Oh, don't criticize anything. That's not what I mean. I mean, like no. you, they actively seem to tune in to a show that they hate and are miserable about it. And it's like, I don't, that doesn't seem like a good plan. Definitely, yeah. it's weird. I it's mean, so it, it's all—it's also Twitter, though. Can Twitter? Is, yeah. yeah, Twitter incentivizes arguing with. This is people, so, so true, and I, and <laughs> I, I think about this too. So I have a lot of um, I have a lot of friends who are my like civilian friends, like my real life friends, who have gotten into pro wrestling. Some of them were like kind of liked it when they were kids. You know, you know those people. Like they liked yeah. it when they were kids, but like fell out of it because if you're not doing this as a job sometimes it's hard to like stay involved Mm -hmm. because there's just so much pro wrestling but um i have some friends who i who are lawyers now we went to law school together who have gotten back into pro wrestling um semi-recently because of me and because of my husband and and just it's on tv like aew has i have a lot of friends who are you know like real life people who watch AEW every week. Mm-hmm. They always mm-hmm. watch Dynamite. They like it. Uh, it's fun. It's exciting. When AEW comes to town, they'll go to the show. Uh, when I come to town, they'll come to the independent show and be excited when like John Moxley's at a wrestling revolver show or something. Right. But they have fun with it. And that's all it is, is fun. And they watch it on Wednesday night and they literally do not think about it any other time of the week. And <laughs> right. I think we I think because we are so online we forget that this is honestly probably the majority of people who watch wrestling. Definitely. Like you watch it, you enjoy it. Maybe you watch it on Friday again, but like, you don't think about it. You don't write about it. You don't, Mm -mm. you don't, it's not podcast about it. Nothing. Exactly. And not, and of course, and we're glad that lots of people do because otherwise like we wouldn't have anything going on. But I think it's also important as, as performers and just like people who are generally online to realize that, 
uh, a lot of people are just not as engaged with what we do as we are. For and sure, for a lot of people, it's like a fun thing that they watch the same way they watch any show. And, and that's it. And that, that's, it. That, that's fine. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That could totally work out for, for you. We hope it does work out for you. I want to talk about some of these under the radar promotions that you've been working for. Because yes. You are one of the main commentators of my home promotion. I like to call my home promotion West Coast Pro Wrestling. Yes. You're great. Always doing a great job out there. What are some promotions that you've had a great time with this year? And who are some of the under radar ones that we might not know about that we should check out? Well, like you mentioned, West Coast Pro, which streams mm -hmm. on IWTV, which having an IWTV subscription and now a Fight Plus subscription, it's like fifteen dollars yeah. a month total. When you add in like New Japan, what like basically for like thirty bucks a month, you can get all the pro wrestling plus what's on YouTube. That's yeah. crazy. That's but anyway, uh, so West Coast Pro is of course one of them. Um, they're getting a lot more known now, but I think still under the radar enough um, yep. to check out. I actually have uh, tapings this upcoming Saturday for Enjoy Wrestling out of Pittsburgh, which if you're familiar with Enjoy, they put all their content content on YouTube for free. They are a just a progressive sort of punk rock pro wrestling kind of aesthetic. They're also so similar to Fest Wrestling in Florida. There's a lot of crossover with the crew, but Enjoy is based out of Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of just queer representation and their production is insane. Scotty Swemba, who does the heads the production for Enjoy, it's like the best production on the independent level, period. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but they put all their stuff out on YouTube in episodic uh, increments so that's something to watch out for um i've been doing a lot more with gcw lately which is very cool for me that was a huge goal but don't sleep on jcw which is jersey championship wrestling it's sort of associated with gcw um there's a lot of crossover but jcw airs for free on the gcw youtube so that's for mm -hmm. free live every show um we have a bunch of shows coming up for jcw and gcw on over new year's um gosh i'm trying to think wrestling revolver which i mentioned mm -hmm. i have been mm -hmm. extremely fortunate to have them sort of take me under their wing i've become it's me and bork torkelson is the team for wrestling revolver uh and we do every show they're just incredible they just had their uh season finale uh you can catch it on Fight Plus. yep it's worth it's uh it had uh mike versus is kenta which mm -hmm. was if you Ooh. showed that match to someone who was a kenta fan like 15 years ago they'd be like what no time has passed what is going is on is mike okay because him and kenta were <laughs> really going for it out oh there. yeah they were Please, they, no it way. was intense um and then like i've also had you know the opportunity to work for a lot of smaller promotions and the getting to do wrestlecade recently was so cool to have me come in for that and um i'm trying to think where else like i again uh JCW is one of my regular places. Mm -hmm. um, there's there's so many. I got the chance to finally work for Mission Pro last year. They're doing right. really cool things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's a matter of just trying to balance. Uh, I want to be everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many cool people I get to work with as broadcast partners. And I wish that I could, like, be in six places at once because if I'm calling one show, I can't be at another show. And I'm just like, I have FOMO for myself. <laughs> I, I would well, definitely concur. Oh, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy is great. Mm -hmm. uh, you mm -hmm. can, you can see Envy Young there and Envy Young is great. Um, yeah. You can see that Kanosuke versus Lee match. That was Ooh. also great. Bangin'. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Great promotion. Yeah. And you can, and again, like I said, they put everything on YouTube for free 
Uh, so please Can't subscribe. Any of these, any of these promotions that are especially putting free content on YouTube, please drop them a subscription. Just check mm -hmm. out all their stuff, share their stuff, because like, otherwise it's not going to be free for long. Right. Like they're they're putting it out there for free right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I just want to say thank you for doing this. Uh, she is again nominee commentator of the year <laughs> <laughs> on the Fightful Awards. Which I wasn't even thinking about this when I scheduled that interview, but I thought, you know what? That's something we should be plugging here because yeah, we do have the Fightful Awards. If you haven't voted already, FightfulSelect.com, get your votes in because mm -hmm. me, Denise, and Sean will be presenting those. And I would love to be presenting Beta with a, an award. So vote, 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 please. And Mike's up for a bunch, I'm sure, too. With He's, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you look, at it's, it's award season. So, like, anytime you click on any, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of speedball. All <laughs> Hey, and uh, I don't know about everybody else, but Fightful sending out physical awards. So make some shelf space just in case. Make some shelf space. <laughs> uh, so I recently got awarded the uh, Steve Mesa from Mesa Media at uh, GalaxyCon. It's in my upcoming vlog plug plug uh yeah. awarded me uh one of his awards and it was a physical plaque and I was like, This is insane. I'm so hyped. <laughs> it's so cool. So well, either way, Veda, do you have any other plugs you want to make? Gosh, um, so you have my Twitter up there. It's at it's Veda time. I still primarily use Twitter. Let's see how long that lasts. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but Twitter is a good place. Uh, everything sort of branches off from there. Everything else I kind of advertise. All my my gigs are on Twitter. Um, my Patreon is on Twitter. Or advertise off my Twitter, which is patreon.com slash it's Veda time. Got a lot of exclusive content there. And then my YouTube is uh, Veda Scott one, or if you just search Veda Scott on YouTube. But again, all of it kind of comes off Twitter. Like I, I put it all on Twitter. Um, so you can just click the links there and uh, please check it out. Subscribe to my YouTube. I'm trying to grow those numbers. So. Absolutely subscribe. Well, this has been the one and only Veda Scott for Philip Lindsay for Righteous Red. Oh, I'm yeah. It's time to end this because my, my eyelash just started ungluing. <laughs> so that's the signal. <laughs> All right. This has been Grap City Interviews. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.